We've all heard of women's intuition, right? Well, men have intuition as well. Intuition is so important when it comes to feeding ourselves and our families in our challenging food environment. This podcast explores a variety of topics related to a powerful, evidence-based eating framework called intuitive eating that integrates instinct, emotion, and rational thought. My hope is that it will help you finally break free of the perpetual diet cycle. This is the Men's Intuition Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Men's Intuition Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Ash, and as always, I am glad to be here. Now, it has been a little bit of time since I published a uh, an episode, and if you're watching the video version, you can see why that is. Uh, my arm is currently immobilized in a sling. I had to have rotator cuff repair surgery done on my left shoulder, and so I am stuck in a sling for a month, and uh, it made it difficult as I was getting ready for the surgery and then right after surgery to kind of focus on doing an episode and all of that good stuff. And so um, my healing is going well and so far, no pain, which is great. And so I'm looking forward to getting the rehab process underway, but I am also glad to be back doing another episode of this. So I thought that today we would talk about an important topic that comes up a lot. And it's a topic that any of us who are on an intuitive eating journey who have a spouse or a partner in our life who is not, <laughs> that can be a, a really difficult thing. It can be very challenging to, to know how to talk to them about that and how to communicate what we need from them and how they can best support us and help them to understand what it is that we're doing. And that's because intuitive eating is so different than the typical cultural norm, right? And so in this episode today, we're going to talk about four key points that I think are important that can be helpful in um, in talking to our spouse or our partner about our intuitive eating journey. So let's go ahead and dive into those. All right. So the first point, and this can be a hard one, and this can be really difficult, um, especially if we are just really gung-ho about intuitive eating and we are really wanting to make the most of it, and maybe and especially if we were really damaged by our previous way of eating and dieting and fitness culture and, and the diet mentality and all of those things, and that is being patient. <laughs> that can be really hard, right? Uh, being patient with your spouse or your partner, uh, your friends, your family, as they kind of come up to speed and, and begin to understand intuitive eating and understand this crazy new thing that you're doing, possibly, uh, wondering you know, why it is that that you've completely made this 180 in many cases. You've gone from meticulously tracking your food and and jumping on the scale every day to not caring what the scale says and not tracking any food and and maybe even keeping donuts in the house now where you used to not ever even touch them and you know all kinds of different things that big changes that may have occurred and 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 they just aren't understanding what it is exactly that you're doing. But again, that comes from this diet culture, this diet mentality that all of us are being bombarded with constantly. And so just like us, it probably wasn't an overnight or an instant change from typical diet fitness mentality to intuitive eating overnight. It was probably somewhat of a process before we got on board with this concept, this idea of this new way of, of approaching our eating and our movement and those kinds of things. But we need to be patient need to be patient with them and and understand that this is completely new to them, just like it was to us. Uh, there's a strong message 
and a lot of pressure from our culture to diet and change our bodies, and it can be overwhelming. And this even comes from our support groups like churches or other religious organizations. Not only do we face opposition from our culture with this new way of thinking, but it's often exacerbated by inappropriately spiritualizing fitness and this thin ideal that we often get from our religious groups and churches and those kinds of things. And it's unfortunate that that happens, but that can reinforce those those ideas in many people. And so again, we have to be patient as they're trying to undo these, these incorrect ways of thinking and these problematic ways of thinking. Also, remember that we're not always the best ones to educate or change the mind of our spouse or our partner. You know, this is one of the big reasons that I started the intuitive.eating.men Instagram account was not only to help educate and teach men about intuitive eating and let them know, hey, this intuitive eating thing is for you too, but also a, a resource that women can send their male spouses or partners to, to help them learn about it from someone other than them. Because, you know, like with anything, spouses, we're not the best therapists or counselors, right? For, for our spouse or partner. Often that's what our, our, our friend groups are really helpful for. It gives us a different perspective, a different outlet. We have a different kind of relationship. There isn't some of the baggage that's often there in these, the marriage relationship or long-term partner relationship, you know, some of those things can be challenging. And so just like with that, uh, sometimes, again, we're often not the best one to educate or get the, get our spouse or partner on board. So, you know, look for ways that you can, uh, you know, provide them with other resources, other voices in that area that that they may resonate with better that can help them to learn more about it. Now, I do want to point out, too, that this in no way excuses their actions, right? or comments or interference. Um, it, it just helps us to understand where it is that they're coming from so that our expectations align with reality, right? I mean, the reality of the matter is that it's really hard for people to take on this new way of thinking. And so it doesn't do us any good to get mad or frustrated or upset at them when they don't take it on immediately doesn't excuse the actions. It doesn't excuse negative comments or any of that or unsupportive actions or behaviors that might be going on, but it helps us to understand why there is this resistance. And so I think that can sometimes be, be helpful. Um, a note for women on this, and, and this isn't a stereotype. I'm try not trying to stereotype things, but, but I think a lot of us can, can agree that a lot of us guys have not experienced anything remotely like what a lot of women in our lives have. So any women listening, it, it may be difficult for your, your male spouse or partner to really wrap their head around like the sexualization that you've experienced or trauma, stigmatization or bias or societal expectations of thinness that are different for women than they are for men. Uh, we may not understand what the big deal is about dieting and why it's such a big problem. You know, it's never been an issue for us. So what's the big deal, right? Those kinds of things. Now, that's often, those roles are often reversed. So again, I'm not trying to stereotype anyone, but for any of the women listening to this podcast, because I know I do have a lot of women listening, that can be something that we need to also be patient with and, and understand that, that a lot of us men just are, have not experienced that. We don't have that lived experience in those things that may have been key driving factors to why you've, you were drawn to intuitive eating to begin with. And so it may not make sense to us. And so it may take a little bit longer to help us to really wrap our head around that. And so just keep that in mind as well. All right, so point number two 
is to educate. You know, we may not be the best one to educate, but we can. We can educate through that. But educate, but try to focus on the low-hanging fruit and big-picture items. It's really easy for us to get sidetracked on the minutiae. Right. Think about how we talk about politics or parenting or nutrition, training, a dispute in our relationship, maybe some other polarizing topic. You know, we can easily get pulled away from the key points and start arguing about the minutiae or the things that don't even really matter to the thing that we're trying to address in the moment. We allow our feelings to take complete control of the conversation. We fail to make those valid reasoned points that may help the other person better understand our position. So we just get off track. We go down rabbit holes. Uh, we start bringing up things that may not be at all relevant to the point that we're, we're trying to make. And so it takes the conversation in a completely different direction. We never even get back to the original point we were trying to make. Uh, that that happens a lot, especially in, again, these marriages and in long-term partner relationships. Uh, this can be hard, especially if these feelings are fueled by past trauma or maybe even a troubled history in the relationship, you know? So, you know, as an example, maybe there was some infidelity in the relationship and it and it just constantly gets brought up and you're you're trying to explain intuitive eating and you bring up their cheating in the past, or you bring up their that how they forgot to pick up the kid from practice the other day, or that they never help with homework, and, and you're trying to educate on intuitive eating, but then it, it, you turn it around and, and you start bringing in all these other things. And so those are the things that, that if, whenever we can be really conscious to try and stay as focused as possible and address the big picture items when it is when we're talking about intuitive eating, that can really help them to get on board with it so that they don't tune out. Those things like, um, you nevers, you always is. Uh, why can't you just uh, maybe, you know, this is just like you, those kinds of things, um, those phrases that can quickly cause the other person to just check out of the discussion. So if we can avoid bringing up those kinds of things while we're in the process of trying to educate, that can kind of help keep their mind a little bit more open to what it is that we're, we're trying to express and, and, um, and explain. And so, any of those things that we can do, again, each person's going to be different. And I think um, we all know where we struggle in those areas. You know, I, I, I think that if you have a, a you know, somewhat challenging relationship, I guess, when it comes to communication, you know, the, you know where often it, it, it tends to go awry. And so if you can really try and focus on the low-hanging fruit, those key points, and, and really focus your attention on that and stay on, on track, that can really help with that education process. Again, this may look different for each of us, depending on where our biggest struggles lie, right? So we have eating, dis eating disorder recovery versus just a chronic dieter. That's going to make a difference on, on how we, uh, on the points that we bring up. Uh, what, what our childhood looked like can play a role in that. Are we in a larger body now? And thus we're dealing with weight stigma and bias as well as our food issues. So all of these things are going to, uh, come into play when it comes to the education process and the areas that we focus on. But again, if we can stay focused on those big picture items, that can really, really help. Now, this is where the 10 principles of intuitive eating can be really, really helpful. You know, you have that clear structure and points uh, like hunger, fullness, satisfaction, movement, uh, those kinds of things. You know, you stay focused on those big 10 principal points instead of getting off and in, again into the minutiae that can really help reinforce the core concepts of intuitive eating and really help with that education process. 
Be strategic and think of how they respond best when learning something new or changing a position. Uh, this reminds me of kind of the five love languages. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that, but uh, to some extent, you know, with the five love languages, do they respond best to uh, and value touch or time or service or those kinds of things? Well, with this, you can kind of apply the same general concept. What are the things your spouse or your partner might respond best to? Research, you know, tugging at the heartstrings, a good reasoned argument, uh, anecdotes, those kinds of things. Everyone's a little bit different in the way that they respond. And so, you know, you probably know your spouse or partner well to know the kinds of things that they respond best to. Take advantage of that and use those things strategically to help in this education process. Again, one of the reasons that I started the intuitive.eating.men Instagram account and this podcast is to help in this process. And so I would encourage you that if you find any of the episodes or any of the content helpful there, that maybe you share some of that with them as well. And that can be an easy way to, to provide another voice, another uh, supporter in, in what you're trying to do, but coming from another perspective. All right, number three is to set boundaries. And this is a really important one. Boundaries are so important when it comes to relationships, when it comes to our mental health and those kinds of things. How, if at all, do you want them to hold you accountable? That's an important boundary to set and to set early on. Uh, clearly express what is off limits. Often we we don't. We don't express those boundaries or what's off limits until they cross that boundary and then we either lose it or explode or bottle it up and 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 have a, a hard time dealing with it ourselves. You know, it's really easy for a well-meaning spouse or partner to cross a line, especially if they don't know that the line exists. And especially if they're new to this whole intuitive eating thing and they don't understand what crossing certain lines can do to your uh to to your mental space and and how your uh journey is going to keep progressing. What are your known triggers? So if you know those triggers, share those with them when, whenever possible. You know, we don't always know all of our triggers. That's the nature of triggers, really. Uh, so make sure that they understand that as well, that, you know, I, this isn't an exhaustive, complete list. These are just some things that I know that you, maybe you can express some things that they've done in the past or that you know would be a trigger if you were to hear it again or or a trigger that comes from another family member too. That can, where you don't put the attention on the person and say, you, you know, when you do this, when you do that, when you do this, that triggers this and this and me. You can say, oh, you know, when, when my friends talk like this, that really brings this up. So that's something that I'd like you to be aware of. And so you're not accusing them. You're actually kind of informing them that, hey, when other people do this to me, this uh, brings about this kind of response. And so I'm just kind of letting you know that that can be an area to to watch out for with us. And so, you know, sometimes just shifting that that off of the accusatory kind of uh, response to putting it onto someone else can be really helpful in relationships, not, not just with intuitive eating, but with a lot of other things as well. Um, you know, my wife and I both have experienced some significant trauma in our lives. And sometimes we've been able to express specific things up front that the other person can be aware of and avoid. And that can be really helpful. It's always nice to know a specific thing to not do or to do. Uh, however, you know, sometimes we we discover those things by accident. And those are, those are um, difficult times. So we need to be understanding of the fact that if they don't know something is a trigger, and especially if we don't even know it's a trigger, how can they know uh, or an issue for us? 
that they may stumble on it at some point. And again, this comes back to the patients and, and again, understanding that, that hopefully they'll, they'll be open to that correction and, and open to having that pointed out and then be understanding and, and try and avoid that in the future. Uh, for a lot of us, it can be very helpful to have specific do's, not just don'ts. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of us guys can really relate to this, but uh, many of us like to problem solve. So if there are specific action points that we can take to help, it can kind of help us to feel included. And you may have a spouse or partner, whether you're, you know, whatever gender you are, you may have a spouse or partner who who is very much a problem solver and would respond well to this. And so keep that in mind. That could be one way to help them feel included by giving them specific do's, not just the don'ts. Because sometimes if if all we're ever told is don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, it, it really changes the the feel and the vibe. But when we can say, hey, avoid these things, but you know what, if you could do this for me and if you could do this for me, that would really help me. And again, that gives them a way of actively getting involved in the process. And I think whenever we can get our spouse or a partner actively involved in something that we're doing, if that's a comfortable place for you to be and you have space for that, that can be so helpful in, uh, in just building that relationship between the two of you, as well as supporting and, and encouraging this journey that you're on with this intuitive eating. You know, giving your spouse or partner those specific things can really help them feel a part of that journey. And, and this can be extremely helpful in this type of relationship and, and really may help them to get on board with, with what it is that you're trying to do. And then the last point I wanted to make was keep them posted on how things are going. You know, this is one that I don't see in most tips for talking to your spouse or partner about your intuitive eating journey, but I think this can be really helpful. Just consciously keep them posted on how things are going. Um, let them know what things you see as progress. And then that can help them to recognize that progress also and help them understand that, hey, this isn't just a you know woo-woo kind of thing where I'm just going on my fields, that, that I am actually recognizing progress that I'm making. I don't have a scale to tell me a objective number or anything like that or a tape measure. Um, those kinds of things. And so, so, uh, but giving them some clear examples of how you're progressing and, and how things are going can be really helpful. Uh, share specific things that you're learning and where you're experiencing these changes in your life. This can help them to see that this whole intuitive eating thing is working for you. Uh, this can help them to see that it's not just another fad, right? Because, uh, you know, there's so many fads that pop up. And so often people dismiss these new things if they're not familiar with it as just, oh, that's just another fad. It's another phase. He'll be, he'll be moving on to something new again. He'll be back to dieting like he always is, or she'll be back to dieting like she always is. This can be really helpful if you, can, if you share your progress and share the different changes. And, and you're, if you're intentional about that, that can help them to see, hey, this is, this is a legit thing, not just a fad. Uh, it can help remind them to keep the diet talk to a minimum. You know, anytime that you're just bringing this up again, it keeps it fresh in their mind that, yes, I remember they're not doing a diet anymore. They're not dieting like they used to. This isn't another diet. And so it can be that gentle reminder to, hey, you know, keep that diet talk off the table. <laughs> I still want you to keep that diet talk off the table. 
that kind of thing. It can really help open up new lines of communication as well. Uh, and that can be really beneficial, not only for supporting your intuitive eating journey, but also supporting your relationship. And anytime that we can strengthen and support and improve our relationship with our spouse or our partner, that in and of itself is going to make it much easier to continue down this path of intuitive eating. Because intuitive eating is not easy. It's something that requires reflection and digging deep and, and addressing underlying issues. And if we have the, the stress of dealing with that, uh, possibly uh, mental health issues as well, the general life stressors and st a stressful marriage or partnership relationship, then you know that can just make the whole thing just very difficult. So anything that you can do to, to open up lines of communication and, and and build and develop that 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 strong relationship can really help this entire process. It may help bring them over to this non-diet perspective as well. You know, by keeping them posted on how things are going, that can really help them to become much more aware of and educated about this process. It can make them more open to hearing these new ideas and these new concepts, especially if they see that they're genuinely working, if they see that it's changing your mindset and the way that you talk and the way that you're viewing your body and, and the way that you're addressing food and they see this change in your life, that can make them much more open to accepting that and possibly even jumping on board and going down this path themselves too if they're not already on it. The more we hear about the positive aspects of really anything that's new or unfamiliar, the easier it is to begin to take those ideas and concepts on board ourselves. And ultimately, if we can get our partner going down an intuitive eating path as well alongside us, that's ultimately going to be the, the like holy grail, I guess, <laughs> the, the ideal scenario, because then you're both headed in the same direction and you're both on a similar course and you're not going to be interfering with each other's um, progress. All right. Well, I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope these four key points that I made are uh, will be beneficial to help you in your conversations with your spouse or partner. So just to kind of summarize what we talked about, remember being patient with your spouse. That can be the hard one sometimes. Uh, educate, but try to focus on the low-hanging fruit and stay focused on those big picture items. Those 10 principles of intuitive eating can be a great place to start. Set boundaries and hold to them. Make sure that those boundaries are known also to the other person. It's really difficult if you set boundaries in your own mind, but don't let the other person know that those boundaries exist. They are probably more likely to cross those boundaries. So again, letting them know what those boundaries are can be really helpful. And then keep them posted on how things are going. Whatever is comfortable for you, uh, anytime that we can get them on board and, and continue to keep them involved in the process, the more that they feel included and a part of it, as well as providing that additional education for them along the way too. So I hope that you found this helpful. And uh, if I can be of any assistance to you, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. You can send me a DM at intuitive.eating.men, or you can send me an email through my website. Love to hear from you. Love to hear about show ideas, what things you are struggling with and that you'd like me to address and how I can be of assistance. And of course, I would love it if you would rate and review the podcast on uh, whatever podcast platform you're listening to. That will help it become more aware to other people and uh, hopefully increase our listenership. So again, thank you for listening, and I look forward to bringing you another episode here soon.